0: Welcome to season number four of the Get Your Money Right podcast, the podcast where not only do we want you to get your money, we want you to get your money right. So if you're tired of listening to big banks and broke people on how to live a mediocre financial life, this is the place for you. To find out more about what we do and how we do it, head over to our website at yourmoneyright.com. Again, that's yourmoneyright.com. About money, 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 money. What's the good news, people? Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Get Your Money Right Podcast, the podcast where we talk about money like it's everybody's business Because I truly believe if we're not good with money, it's because we don't talk about money This show is designed to change just that. I'm your host, The Money Misfit, Jamar Dupas. This is episode number 64, and today, today we're gonna talk about some game. We're gonna talk about some game that Mr. Sean Carter, aka Jay Z, delivered to us in his brand new album, 444. So, in episode 64, we're gonna talk about 444. And all the financial, the money misfit lessons that we learn from this new album. So today should be fun. If this is your first time tuning in, I'd say welcome, welcome. I don't know how you found me, but I appreciate you being here. This is a different type of personal finance podcast. We talk about money as it relates to real life. So you can go out and do the things you want to do with the money you have now. Go out and multiply the money you have now so you can set yourself up for the future that you really want to have for you and your family, and everything else, and everybody else, right? So if you want to find out more about what we do and how we do it, head over to our website at yourmoneyright.com. Again, that's yourmoneyright.com, and become a misfit. Come join the crew. We also have a new Facebook group. Uh, You come over there and join the discussion. We talk about whatever it is we want to talk about. So uh, come check us out over there. It's the Money Misfit. So uh, with that being said, let's get on with the show. So maybe you've been sleeping under a rock or maybe you like me when I get from time to time where I just kind of unplug with what's going on in the world and you've missed it that Jay-Z just dropped another album. Well, he's dropped, I believe it's his 13th album entitled 444 uh, about a week or two ago now and well, maybe it's about a week and a half if you're listening to this on a day that this gets released and it's a phenomenal album especially when it comes to the message there's a bunch of message in there about money right and you know me and money because that's what this show is all about this ain't about celebrating jay-z but it's about celebrating you and you taking those lessons with uh you could take from it and utilize it for your own money and jay-z has always been one of those artists who has dropped us gems i wouldn't say always right but especially in his in his older age in these last several albums he's brought us some grown man type stuff right some grown folk type stuff that we can really chew on uh, especially for those of us that are uh in that age range when it's time to start really getting serious about adulting right so uh he just dropped his album and i want to talk about a few things with the album one i want to talk about what we can learn about how he released it and how he went platinum uh within his first week just dropping on his very own uh title music platform uh, and that's just uh so we're going to talk about that and i also want to go through Uh, almost song by song and break out some of these lyrics and what we can take away from these lyrics and how we can utilize that stuff and apply it to our own life. So that's what I want to get into today. And I'm pretty excited about this because we've never done this before on the show. So uh, it's a a different style. But I'm a fan of Jay-Z, right? I'm one of those people who appreciate his art, his talent, and say what you want about the man. uh, But his business acumen is top-notch. Especially for somebody who has come from where he's come from and to where he is today, which we'll talk about that as well. Because he does mention a little bit of that in his uh, in the album itself. So, let's talk about this. So, uh, like I said, this thing dropped about a week and a half ago. And he went certified platinum within that very first week. Now, that's difficult to do, right? Especially this day and age where the game has changed. So, what can we learn about What can we learn from him on that? So one of the things I really took away from this is although the game has changed and people are not buying albums and CDs like they used to anymore, they're not even buying the $9.99, downloading and stuff like that, uh, most people nowadays are consuming their music from streaming services. At least it's what I believe from the things that I've read. Most people are uh, getting their stuff from uh, streaming services and still a little bit of radio. Uh, And then, of course, you always, the bootleg man. But they don't count that in the platinum status, right? <laughs> but um, so the game has changed quite a bit. Uh, but even though the game has changed quite a bit, people not buying albums. The, the music that gets streamed does not does not even count towards this platinum status. Uh, that in itself doesn't count. Uh, but although the game has changed, one of the things he's learned is how to learn the game. And play the game it needs to be played and that's what I want to take away that's one of the things I take away seeing that he went platinum in the first week now those are a couple of challenges right because number one people don't really buy albums like they used to just because they stream it it doesn't necessarily count towards them actually uh, obtaining the uh, the deal but how they uh, actually do the platinum status these days it's when a consumer takes an act or a uh, consumer buys it or somebody else buys it Say, like for instance He came out exclusively on Tidal. And if you are a Sprint customer, right, you got, uh, you were able to get this album for free. Now, Sprint paid for it, right? But because you're a Sprint customer and you took an action to actually uh, transact with Sprint and Tidal to download this, then it counts uh, towards the platinum status, right? And he knew that, he understood that. And this thing has been planned for months because I remember when. Uh, back in December, I got an alert from Sprint, because I am a Sprint customer, uh, but I got an alert from Sprint that said that they were partnering up with Tidal, right? So this is something that he's probably had planned uh, for a long time. December is just when I heard it. So here we are, we're in July where the album gets released, and he takes this and he's able to go platinum in one week, just releasing it on his one streaming service, Tidal, which he owns the majority of and uh dealing and partnering with sprint so we can learn a lot from that number one is uh, a lot of times if you have an idea you have a product you have something you want to get out to the world uh, one of the best ways to do that is to piggyback on a somebody else's audience and that's what he did with uh, with sprint right so he took he knew he had a good product right and sprint uh, has a particular demographic of people that use their service right and uh, sprint was looking for a way to kind of uh, uh kind of kind of get ahead right get get their name in and of course title is looking for looking for the same thing so what they do is they piggyback on each other so title is using sprint and its customer base that it currently has to hopefully bring in brand new customers to the title streaming service and sprint is just looking to uh maybe broaden their horizon right get their name out there a little bit more because with a company as big as, as sprint they're not necessarily just uh They do advertising for for name recognition, right, and association. So they're looking at how they can connect with Title and Title users and people who would be uh, with Title and have something exclusive that's only for Sprint and Title customers, right? So it's genius on Jay Z's part to partner up with somebody. And he did this on his last album, if you remember. I believe it was Samsung, uh, the Holy Grail, that bought. Uh, bought his album up and uh, or paid for access to it I should say didn't buy his album from him but he partnered with Samsung to release that one and we saw how successful that was and basically he just took that same blueprint and just rehashed it right here on this brand new album and that's something we can really learn that if you got something that you want to get out to the world find a place find people that has an audience right that you can just piggyback on to right but then also learn the game even though the game has changed a little bit you still don't want to uh, sit there and complain about how things used to be and be reminiscing about how things used to be, but it's time to change and adapt so you can get on, stay on top of the game, and stay relevant. Remember, last week we talked about being lean, being liquid, and being relevant. And this is one of those ways that Jay Z always maintains his relevancy: is he looks at current events, he looks at his own talent, and he's looking to partner with people who can get his name and extend and extend his legacy. Uh, even further uh, beyond his prime of, of years especially when it comes to the hip-hop industry so I was pretty impressed uh, by that uh, going platinum and although it doesn't really mean a whole lot going platinum these days right because it's not like you have to go to Best Buy and go buy it or something like that but still uh, understanding a game understanding the game and then getting that trophy uh it counts and can't nobody take it from him at this point so uh, That's what I wanted to say about that part. So let's talk. Let's talk about the album itself. Let's talk about the tracks, right? So, um, the first track comes out with Kill Jay Z, right? And um, and for those of you who are listening and your kids are listening, don't worry. I'm not gonna be cussing. I'm not gonna use the N word. I'm you know, use a placeholder or whatnot. So uh, it, it's still a safe place, right? Um, but he talks about uh, in this album, it, it in this track anyway. It's more about him and his own retrospective so it's a good way to kind of start the album but one of the things that i took away from one of the lyrics he talks about is you walking around like you're invincible you dropped out of school you lost your principles this is one of the key lines that i felt like that came out of this particular track uh, because a lot of times we do that and we walk around like we're invincible like life is going to last forever or that we don't have any worries right and then we drop out of school so to speak right we we stop learning we stop grinding we stop growing right and that's a problem because when you stop doing that you lose your principles you lose your footing you lose your grounding and uh, we that in itself is an amazing lesson especially when it comes to our money right because we can't stop we can't keep spending money like it's it's some infinite resource and be honest with you it is an infinite resource right because resources are infinite our god is abundant and all that good stuff but if you're if you're in the game where you're working uh hours for dollars then your dollar is limited because you only have so much time right and until you get out of that game until you uh, stay in school and keep learning and keep learning and keep learning and keep learning and get you some new principles get you some new philosophies Uh, you can't go through life like your money is invincible like it's not gonna go away because remember we've talked about this before after every feast there is a famine so that is a big lesson that we learned out of that now this next track entitled the story of oj uh i could probably go through this entire song right and pull out the lessons from this because the whole thing was all about game right so uh he starts off and he's talking about how, uh, you know, you know, I'm gonna play the corners. I'm gonna play the corners where the hustlers be. I told him, please don't die over the neighborhood that your mama renting in, right? And take your drug money and buy the neighborhood, and that's how you rinse it. So basically, what he was talking about in this particular uh, verse was, you look, you're in your situation that you're in now, right? But uh, don't kill yourself over the neighborhood that you don't own over stuff that ain't yours right don't kill yourself especially when other people in your family uh, it's kind of borrowing or it's renting in that particular place and time, right? And we do this a lot of times. We we overwork ourselves or we put ourselves in danger we don't need to be in. But basically, you don't want to be killing yourself over something you don't own. So you take the money that you've made, however you need to make it, right? If it's working for somebody else, if it's even if it's selling drugs or whatever it is, but you take that money and you turn around and you do good, right? You take that money that you're making, however you're making it, and you turn around and you buy up your block. You buy up your neighborhood. And that's how you cleanse it. That's how you make things the way you want them to be. You can't make things the way you want them to be if you're always gonna be in a place of, uh, let's see, borrowing space, renting that space. The game is to go and own it up. Take the money, turn around and flip that money, and own it, and then you can change things how you foresee it. So that was one of the big things I pull out of that verse. And then he goes and he says, I bought every V12 engine. I wish I could take it back to the beginning. He talks about how he could have bought a place in Dumbo before it was Dumbo for like two million, and that same building today is worth twenty-five million. Guess how I'm feeling, Dumbo, right? So you look at that, and he's talking about, look, I didn't bought all the cars. I didn't bought the V6s, the V8s, the V12s. I didn't bought all those engines. But if I could take it back to the beginning, I wouldn't spend my money on that nonsense, right? What I would have done is bought that Dumbo before it was Dumbo. So today I wouldn't feel like a Dumbo, right? That is huge. And we can take a listen to that because a lot of times, uh, and I talk about this all the time, how we buy what we want now instead of what we want most. And, that, and when we do that, we give up what we want most. Now, like I said before, I'm all about abundance. But when you're working uh, time, trading time for dollars, you only have so many dollars because you only have so much time. Right. So because you are trading time for dollars and you only have so much time, you only have so many dollars. You got to be very careful about how you utilize that money and utilize those dollars. And he's telling you right now, look, I didn't bought it all. I spent all that money and I still feel stupid because I didn't spend it wisely. So that's a huge lesson we got out of there. And then uh, this you probably saw this quote posted all over the Internet. I know I've seen so many memes on it. And he says, you want to know what's more important than throwing your money away at a strip club? Credit, right? So, y'all already know how I feel about credit. There's a lot of people out there that believe that you shouldn't even worry about your credit. I'm not one of those people. I believe that you can utilize your credit, and I even teach how you can utilize your credit without debt. Uh, and it's, I kind of feel like it's one of my specialties. But uh, that is important that, you know, look, you can waste money. You can feel like you a baller. You can ball out of control. You can go to a strip club and throw a bunch of money, but maybe you should think about how to get your credit. And he goes on and talks a little bit further, right? As he references this, says, "You ever wonder why Jewish people own all the property in America? This is how they did it, right?" Uh, and then he says, "Financial freedom is my only hope. Forget living rich and dying broke, right? Forget living rich and dying broke." How many times we've we seen that in our own lifestyle? How many times we've we seen it in our own families, right? How many seen it on the internet when people they pass away and they don't have enough money for a funeral, they don't have any life insurance, or they don't have any money in the bank or whatnot, uh, but. If you look at their videos, if you look at their their posts from previous days or years and months, you see them balling out. They got the nice rims, they feeling rich, they got the nice clothes, they taking the trips and all that good stuff, which again, I'm not against any of that stuff, right? But look, it's time to forget living rich and dying broke. That is that we that cannot be that cannot be acceptable anymore. We have to put our foot down and draw a line in the sand and be like, look. This whole living rich and dying broke, that's not going to be us anymore. We're going to talk about that a little bit more because he has a track on here called Legacy, which, of course, you know, we're going to get to. But anyway, he says financial freedom is my only hope. And I've talked about this before. Now, this is not your only hope as far as like your spiritual life. But if you really want to practice your spiritual life to the fullest, right, and expand it and evangelize and all that good stuff, then financial freedom is the deal for me especially right because you, you've heard me talk about it. financial freedom is financial freedom or nothing for me uh, and me and my household so uh that's a huge line but then he goes on and says look I bought some artwork for 1 million two years later it's worth 2 million right a few years later it's now worth 8 million uh <laughs> and he says I can't wait to give this to my children and y'all think it's bougie and I'm like it's fine but I'm trying to give you a million dollars worth of game for $9.99. So basically what he's saying is like, look, I'm giving you some game for the price of an album, right, for $9.99 or whatever you're paying for your, your monthly payment for your stream if, you, if you're if you streaming this or if you bought it on iTunes or whatnot. That is cheap for the game that he's giving because he's telling you, look, the game is an artwork, right or in, in precious things or in designs and things like that uh, and which is true there's a lot of people out there uh very wealthy people they collect art uh, and art does that um uh, talking to i was listening to in a podcast and they were interviewing uh one of the richest families over in europe or spain or something like that but still europe and uh this family has been i don't know one of the wealthiest families for hundreds of years right like since the 1400s or some crazy stuff like that And one of the things that uh, they were interviewing one of the one of the descendants of this family, who's, of course, still rich. And they was talking about what are they were talking about the three things that you could buy. And I'm not going to tell you all three of them. But one of those things he said was art. (laughs) Right. Of all the three things you could buy, he said, if you have to buy three things, there's three things that will make you rich and make their family what it is today. And one of those three things was art. So that's game right there. And then he goes on and says, look, I turned two. I turned the, that two into a four and that four into eight. I turned my life into a nice first week release date. Uh, and that's huge because one, he's talking about the multiplication, right? Uh, if you look at the, the artwork, if you look at uh, his life, you take the two, turn it to four. Then take that four, you turn it to eight. And all those things, they end up compounding on each other. But then he says, I turned my life into a nice first, release, first week release date. And, and what I feel like he's taken away from that is, look, he's taken all of his lifelong experiences. He's taken all his albums. He's taken all his knowledge. He's taken all the things that has compounded in his life and he brought it together in this one album and has a nice release date. So a lot of people see this and they say, look, you know, Jay-Z made a gazillion dollars, a million dollars, or two million or whatever he made in one week just off of this one release date on this one day or whatnot. But they don't see the compounding effect of his entire life when he only had two. Then he took the two and turned it to to four. He took the four, turned it to eight. All those things add up. The stuff that goes on in your life right now, they add up and they add up and they add up and they add up. The problem is we don't add them up ourselves. Right. So if you go through life, I think it was Les Brown that says if you go through life casually, you'll end up a casualty. You are an expert in something. Right, you have life experience that is super valuable. One of the things that I love about uh, my birthday, is, and, and I don't really celebrate my birthday, but one of the things I get excited about is it's a reminder that, uh, you know, this year, for example, I turned 35. But I get excited because, look, I get to take the last 34 years of my life at this last year and take all those 34, 35 years of experience, and I get to take all that and put it into my year 35, right? And then just how exciting that is for me to see where my life will be when I'm 36 because I've taken all these 34, 35 years of experience and I can compress it into one year, this very next year of my life. And that excites me. And I get that's the same thing I get from what he's saying here. That he's taken this two to the four to the eight. Uh, he's taken uh, he's turned his whole life and turned it into this this album, to this piece of work and you only see the finished game but don't forget don't forget that every aspect of his life is put into all this so that that's uh that's something to think about so the next line he's talking about um how he's talking to especially in the rap game right say y'all y'all out here still taking advances huh me and my dudes we taking real chances on huh? so uh, a lot of times in the in the in the art game in the rap game and in the, in the artist game in the music game even in the writing game people take advances right they take their money up front and what he's saying is look that's elementary right and now you have to start somewhere right so i ain't knocking that, right see if you think about when we work for somebody else it's us taking advances right when we go trade our time for dollars we're taking advances so to speak and what he is saying is him and his him and his team they're now the game of taking chances They've, they've mastered that part or skipped over that part, however you want to look at it they've grown through that part of taking advances and now they're the ones that are taking the real chances and not asking people for advances and that is a a key deal so when you're first getting started you're going to take advances you're going to work for somebody else but you want to get to the point where you can transition through that period we talk about this all the time right how you transition through that period of working for somebody else to uh taking your money and having it work for you however that may be now you can still work for yourself right or work for somebody else, and have your money work for you at the same time, and take chances and all that good stuff, because it's, but remember, it's not about risk, right, because I'm not a big fan of risk, and it's, and if you listen to a lot of people, especially in the Wall Street game, they talk. You need to take a lot of risk to make to get a lot of reward. I'm not about that. And when he's talking about taking chances, these are calculated chances. These are calculated steps. Basically, what he's saying is he's putting the money up front based on his skill set and his skill level and his knowledge, right? And if you know enough, if you're skilled enough, these aren't really chances, so to speak, as they're risky. But you will benefit the most, right, so to speak. So this is what he's talking about and we can learn a whole lot from there then he goes on and says y'all on the gram holding money to your ear there's a disconnect we don't call that money over here right so uh this i think is cool because i think it it highlights the buffoonery and foolishness that we can see on things like instagram you see kids cats they'll go and they'll cash a whole paycheck right or maybe a few paychecks and they hold the phone up to their ear like they got money what he's saying is we don't call that money Look, if you can hold that, if you can hold the cash or water cash up to your ear, that ain't money. It's not enough. And that's basically what he's saying It's basically he's telling everybody, look, it's time to up our game. It's time to take what we think is cool and what we think is money and multiply. It. It's time to up our game because that ain't money. Right. If you can hold it up to you, if you can hold it in your hands, that ain't money. Right. That's just pocket change. So. Uh, i'm really feeling that so yeah that story of oj man that's a lot of a lot of lyrics to that one i probably recited half the half the song to you but there's a whole lot in that one track by itself and it's probably one of my favorite tracks of the uh, album all right so the next next track we're gonna talk about is the, the track called smile now this one is uh more about um you know i think this one is more about his mom coming out as being a lesbian but uh, we're gonna talk about, the of course, the financial lessons in here, right? So uh, he goes on uh, in this verse, there's a verse he says, a loss ain't a loss, it's a lesson. Appreciate the pain as a blessing. And I think this is really huge. And this is not just, when, especially when it comes to money, but comes life in general, right? So when we take losses, they're not losses, right? They're lessons, unless we don't learn anything from it, then it becomes a loss. So even if you have a hardship in your life, right? Even if you've gone back and you listen to what I talked about, it's expensive being broke. And if I didn't learn from those lessons, excuse me, if I didn't learn from those losses, they would be losses, right? But I learned from them, so now they're lessons. So I'll never go back and buy the, the cheap tires again, right? I'll never go back to uh, spending a lot of time waiting in line to get my check cash and, and buying money orders and all that good stuff. If you haven't listened to that, that, uh, uh, that podcast, you can go back and listen to that. But... I think that is huge and that's one of the things I I never lose I always just learn and I've heard so many successful people say the same thing and I love that he puts this in here uh, and he goes on and says forget a slice of the apple pie I want my own cake charging for my own fate so this is one of he's talking about he goes on to talk about my respect for Jimmy Levine and Jimmy Levine is one of those guys that kind of came up and he was one of those people that found a lot of talent and stuff like that and uh, they were trying to get him onto Apple Music. And basically what he's saying here is, look, I don't want a slice of the apple pie, right? I don't want a slice. I'm at this point in my life where I want my own cake. I want the whole thing, right? And Because I'm in charge of my own fate. Basically what he's saying is like, look, I'm too far along to be controlled by anybody else. And I want to do this thing on my own, right? So don't even come to me with all that, right? And he says, look, I respect Jimmy Levine, but he's got to respect the Elohim uh, as a whole new regime. And cats uh, catch playing for power, huh? Say our music is ours. Uh, and it's only only owning houses. Ours was forget you, pay me. Now it's forget paying me, I pay you, put the rest of the way for blue. So what is he saying in all that, right? So I can't say it exactly how I say because there's a few cuss words and n words and stuff in that. But basically what he's saying is like, look, uh he's stepping up as the new uh, Elohim, so to speak. It, it, Elohim is a the uh, Hebrew term for, for God right so he's a new deal in this whole new regime he has his own thing going and uh, he feels like maybe they're paying for playing for power but now he's paying he's playing for power and uh, so it used to be you know forget you pay me but now he's on a whole nother level it's not about you pay me it's about me paying you and I'm gonna put the rest away for blue and blue is his daughter uh, or, or his, his yeah, his daughter so that is huge if you really think about that. Is it's not about getting paid, but now the money's out of the way because you get you know how to get paid, but now you take your money and you start paying other people, other resources to get the things done that you want to get done which brings you more resources and you can put those resources away for your children that's what i took away from that right so not just about you getting paid but once you have that game mastered right you know how to get paid now you take that money that you're getting paid send that money to work you're hiring people to do things for you you're employing people you're employing families you're you're making change you're creating jobs in your community and that the jobs that you're creating is also creating you more wealth. Remember, we talked about this: the consumer versus the producer mindset, right? So now you're producing more, and that produce it, that production allows you to consume, right? So then you can take that money that's left over uh, after the production that comes back to you, and you can leave that to your children, and even your children's children, especially if you have it set up right. So it, uh, love that verse right there, of course, as you know. Um, And then at the end, his mom talks about um, she uh, reads off a poem and one of the lines in the poem is like living in a shadow feels like there's a there's a a safe place to be. No harm for them. No harm for me. But life is short and it's time to be free. And that's just a message right there. Right. So life is short, even at its longest. Life is too short. So we need to get after it. We need to go after our financial freedom and our financial independence. So that's what I took from there. So let's move on. Let's go to Family Feud. Family Feud is another one of my favorite uh, songs on this album Uh, because it's about that. It's about really not actually family families feuding, but the message of this whole whole song is like we all lose if our families feud. Right. So we're at each other's throats and we're not working together. We all lose. But it starts off uh, with something that I really like. Super Bowl goals. My wife at the crib feeding the kids liquid gold we on a whole different mode and i that resonates with me because uh when i think about super bowl goals i think about big goals things that that matter the most right and if you're an nfl player that or nfl team owner or whatnot what you want or even a fan the thing that you want most out of nfl season is a super bowl right and so he's talking about super bowl goals with his wife at the crib feeding his kids liquid goal and for me It was one of my big Super Bowl goals is to have my wife be able to be with our children uh, uh, feeding them liquid gold and we call liquid gold breast milk my wife she uh, has breastfed all the babies and uh, one of the reasons why she walked away from her jobs because she was having a challenge even doing that and so for us this resonates because that was one of our big goals is allow her uh, to be with our children And be able to feed our children the best of the best. And it started off with, you know, the breast milk or whatnot. Um, And that's a whole different mode that we're on. So, you know, there's not a lot of people uh, that we know of that, especially that look like us, that, uh, you know, have a stay-at-home mom, right? So uh, it seems a little taboo these days to do that. But um, that's kind of where we are. So that that was a big deal for us, uh, that particular verse. Uh, and he, and then he goes on and says, now we did that black owned things, 100 percent black owned champagne. And we merrily, merrily eaten off these streams. Now, the key takeaway I want to show you on that, it's 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 owned by themselves. Right. So he owns his own champagne and they are merrily, merrily eating off those streams of income. And we've talked about it again, bringing back up the producer versus the consumer mindset. They went out and decided to produce. Uh, this the champagne or their own drink, right? Uh, their own, uh, yeah, their own champagne. And today, off the sales of those champagnes, they're eating off of that stream of income that is coming in. They 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 took some money, they produce something. That production is now bringing them more money, and they're eating off of that money and not uh, their base money. So that's another uh, big takeaway. Um, here he goes on and says, "Look, I'll mess up a good thing if you let me." Let me, leave me alone, Becky. Uh, A man that don't take care of his family can't be rich. I'll watch Godfather and I'll miss the whole ish, right? So uh, this is good. There's a couple of things I see in here, right? So one of the things he says, look, I'll mess up a good thing if you let me. That's somebody who's recognizing their own weaknesses and their own faults, knowing that, look, if you don't put me in the right environment, that I can mess this thing up. So he's saying, look, let me alone, Becky. And if y'all don't understand Becky, uh, you, you're probably not a Beyonce fan, right? But Becky is that is that side piece, that side girl uh, that it that will tempt a man, a married man, and things like that. So but basically what he's saying is like, look, I'll mess this up if you let me. So get me out of this environment. Leave me alone, Becky. Stay away from me. And that's how I view a lot of things that, that I'm weak in, right? So just leave me alone. Stay away from me. I keep those things at bay because... I know my own flesh right so if I know my own flesh and I know my own weaknesses I could pr- produce and prepare my environment so I don't succumb to those things and then he goes on and says look if a man can't take it for his family a man can't be rich and this is biblical right like like this goes back to I don't know you know I don't know how far back and I think this is one of the things that we miss today in manhood in this society uh, not only is manhood a thing that is being attacked and, and it's almost you know uh <laughs> i don't know what to call it right it seems like it's missing we are missing men uh, in the leadership role in this country but uh basically if a man can't take over he don't take care of his family there's no way he can be rich it doesn't even matter how much money he makes uh, he can make a million dollars a day but if he's not taking care of his family it's not possible for that man to be rich because he would just be broken uh he'd be broke uh not only probably financially but broken spirit as well so that I really took away as a strong message there. And uh, next verse, he says, y'all think small. I think biggie. I think that's self-explanatory, right? We got to stop thinking small and start thinking big, right? Um, and then he says, we all lose when the family feuds. What's better than one billionaire, two? He says, I'll be dang if I drink some Belvedere while Puff got Ciroc. Y'all need to stop. Uh, and that—that that is a call out for support right stop feuding with each other and start connecting with each other start doing business with each other right and if he knows puff and puff is his dude right puff is his brother why would he go and drink belvedere when he knows puff daddy owns ciroc right he ain't finna do it and he says we need to stop doing the same things you got somebody that you know is producing something don't go over around the corner and buy from somebody you don't know go support the people that you do know build this thing together because what's better than one billionaire two especially when they got the same hue as you right and he talks about that as well so uh that's family feud a wonderful 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 song on that one so let's talk about moonlight like moonlight i'm not gonna go into a whole lot but moonlight is really just about to me it's a song about being average and falling into the same traps we've always fallen to right uh, specifically when it comes to like the the rap game and the music game he's talking to but we can all we can all benefit from uh, from understanding that look we have got to stop fitting in with the, the status quo and i talked about this before the the uh, it, the cost of of being average uh, podcast we put out earlier this year you can go back maybe i'll put it in the show notes but there's a cost right and it's a heartbreaking cost of being average because average only gets you average things right and usually what it really happens average gives you below average results but we're not gonna we're not gonna go on that anymore but he finishes off this song this track with these words he says forget what we're selling it's what we're making the grass is always greener because they always raking and he's comparing uh us Or ourselves with people who have it who do have grass that's greener right so forget about what you're selling right forget about the right now money what are we making what are we producing that will continue to sell over and over and over and over and over again right and the grass is always green on the other side because they're always raking in and they're raking in because they're producing right and that's something that we have to do as a people a Whole lot better uh, if we're going to be relevant in the future, anyway. Right? Uh, so, the next track is Marcy Me. Marcy Me, uh, I like this track because it talks about it's one of those things that you know, if you don't know, Jay Z is from the Marcy Projects, right? Uh, and he always references where he's from, and it's important because those people who are most successful in life, that at least that I see the stories that I read about. They never forget where they've come from. Right. And when you can remember where you've come from, it gives you a different advantage in life. It gives you a per- different perspective because you always come from. You always appreciate where you are. And when you- and greatness comes from having a grateful heart, no other place. Right. Uh, even if you think you're great and you don't have a grateful heart, you really won't be able to enjoy your own greatness. And nobody else is going to call you great because you probably end up being a jerk. And to be honest with you, you'll never reach the greatness if you don't have a grateful heart. And having a grateful heart uh, a lot of times is remembering where you've come from. Me and my wife, we just had this conversation last week about where we've come from and how much we like our lives. And we came from where we hit rock bottom, where here I was with a son. I had to go move in with my mama. Right. Uh, In a house that my grandparents left us, uh, left the family. Right. And we were living in one room. I was raising uh, my wife was there and I was raising two children and we had all we had was this little room and our couch was in the room. Our TV was in the room. The couch is also our bed, our computer. And that's where our kids played, Right. And it was this small little space that we were in. And we wanted to buy a house so bad. And we were struggling. We were struggling with our money and we were struggling with all kinds of things, even like getting groceries together. We were fighting about money. It was those times where think Times were difficult. And we go back and we remember those days we remember when times were difficult and we look at what we have now that our kids can go out and play we even have more kids now and our kids can go out and play at that time we didn't even uh, couldn't even our kids couldn't even look out a window because we didn't have a window the house was very dark we didn't have central AC all those things it was it was just we had roaches it was my wife was terrified of, of any type of bug really it was it felt like a nightmare at the time but then we look at where we are today where we have we have one of the largest yards in our neighborhood. There's so much greenery and there's trees, there's windows, there's light everywhere. Our kids can roam. They can run around the house. They can run outside the house. They can ride their bikes up and down the sidewalks, which we couldn't do that where we were at before because there were stray dogs running around the neighborhood. We actually didn't even have any sidewalks in that neighborhood, (laughs) you know, and all those types of things. So it's one of those, it's one of those things that keeps us grateful and keeps us uh, grounded because we remember where we come from, and that's something that I think everybody can benefit from. And I think, and I appreciate Jay Z because he always goes back to where he comes from, uh, and I think that helps keeps him grounded and gives perspective to where he is today, so he can appreciate that. So that's all I want to say about that. So the last track he ends it with a song called Legacy, right? Like, yeah. you can't end it any other way. Legacy, legacy, legacy. Uh, and then it's funny because the song starts off. You hear his daughter and she says, Daddy, what is a will? Right. And that is huge because it's like, look, this little I don't even know how old this little girl is right these days. I don't really keep up with, with his family or whatnot, but I don't know, four or five. I'm not sure. But at least is what she sounds like. But she's like, Daddy, what is a will? A child at that age even asking that question, whether it was scripted or not. Right. But the fact that the child even asked that question. Uh, and because the question popped up in her head, she wants to know about it now, whether it was scripted or not, And but she probably knows about it now. She probably knows at five what a will is, right? I didn't know what a will was until, I don't know, grown man or whatever. I probably heard about them, but I thought they were just for rich people, right? So that's how it starts off, and what's a will? And I think that is so huge because we need to understand those things, right? Especially when we want to start thinking about legacy and leaving uh, an inheritance to our, our, our family and our kids, right? Uh, And then he has this verse. He says uh, generational wealth. That's the key. My parents ain't have ish. So that ship starts with me. Uh, My mom took her money. She bought me bonds. That was the sweetest thing of all time. Huh? Right. Uh, And that's huge because you can see how he puts his foot down and say, look, my parents ain't had nothing. Right, but generational, generational wealth, that's the key. If we ever want to change things for the future, when we're long and gone, we got to focus on generational wealth. And his parents didn't have much, but what, from what they did have, he took what they did have and what they did provide for him. He put his foot down and said, Look, this thing starts with me. My mom took her money, a little bit as she had, and she would buy bonds, right? And that—that that is like the sweetest thing. It's just one of the best sacrifices. Uh, and moms always show this, right? So just motherhood itself, I think the word means sacrifice. Uh, (laughs) But You know he talks about that And then he goes on to say legacy 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 black excellence baby You gotta let them see And that to me Is huge because We've talked about this before and Shout out to the fellas who over at University College Uh, My man Vernon always talks about this How representation matters Right and he says legacy 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 black excellence Baby you got to let them see. And it's really important that we see uh, black excellence. It's really important that we see all types of excellence, uh, but especially for people who resonate with you, whether you're black or you're white or whatever the situation may be, right? It's important to see people like you make it, right? It's important for all of us to be an example, uh, not just for your children, but for the people in your community, right? And I think he recognizes that and I can hear that in his music over his past several albums. Uh, Now, there is some some ratchetness that goes on in some of the tracks. But for the most part, uh, he's been and even Beyonce lately uh, have really been kind of doing it for the people. Right. And really kind of staying grounded and look, riling up the truth, saying, look, you are more than what the media tells you you are. And that is really important that we continuously uplift each other. I can see it in my own children, when I tell my children that they've done wonderful things, they go do even greater things, they get motivated, that, that smile lights them up, and they get confidence to go do more and more and more things, even though they may mess up, I say, hey, look, it's okay, I like what you're doing, I like what you're trying, and they go back and they keep doing it, and we all need that, even from Our childhood, Especially if you grew up like a lot of us, we didn't have that growing up, right? We were told that we need to be tough and nobody said they were proud of us. Nobody, you know, we didn't really say I love you. We didn't really get the hugs and stuff like that because everybody was so tough, right? And so uh, if you didn't get that, I know for sure that you need that because I need that, right? It pushes me. When I get the reviews uh, on, uh, on the podcast, when people say, look, I love what you're doing, that fuels me to continue to go. It's not the only thing that fuels me, but it does fire me up, right? Uh, I am purpose-driven, but if you can put a little extra fuel on my on my uh, on my fire, I'm going to take it, right? So, uh, that's that. We are 40-something minutes into this thing. Uh, if you haven't heard the album, it's a good album, right? Uh, regardless of what uh, some people have said, it's a great album. It's a bunch of lessons in there. Uh, some of the tracks aren't, you know, these world-beaten tracks and these mumble rap things that you hear these days on the radio. Uh, at least is what I hear because I don't even listen to the radio no more but this this album is full of lessons right especially when it comes to your money and especially when it comes to getting your money right so with that being said, I'm gonna leave y'all alone look if you if this is your first time listening hey make sure you subscribe to the to the channel whichever podcast app you listen to make sure you subscribe so you never miss another podcast again also come over to our Facebook group the money misfits join us. Let me know what you thought about this uh this episode. Let me know if you like this type of style, this type of format, if you want me to keep doing things like this. I really want to get this feedback cuz actually I thought it was pretty fun to talk about this and I thought it was pretty right on time, especially since he just dropped this album uh and I got a chance to listen to it recently and all that good stuff. So, let me know, let me know. With that being said, look. Remember, if you don't get your money right, somebody else will get your money, right? So, let's get it. Let's really get our money, right? And if you can think of one other person that could benefit from this, make sure you share this thing out because look, this the only way this thing keeps growing is you sharing it and telling other people about it. So I appreciate you for that. So with that being said, I really do appreciate you. I love you and God bless. And PS, said we talking about money. I've talking about